When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I got some merch coming out for the seven-year anniversary of the channel. I'll announce more in just a few days. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode. In today's episode, we're going to be taking another excerpt from Star Wars Archives by Paul Duncan, episodes one to three. Now, in this one, there is an interview where Paul Duncan has with George Lucas himself just a few years ago. I believe it was 2019. And in the interview, this part in particular, is where Paul Duncan asks George to explain more about the midichlorians. Now, before we begin, the midichlorians have been something extremely controversial in the Star Wars fandom. I remember when the prequel trilogy came out. I was nine years old when episode one came out in 1999. And a lot of people were really confused about midichlorians. A lot of people really hated it. Some people really liked it. Personally, I was impartial. I was new to Star Wars. I had watched Star Wars at the age of six. And so when episode nine came out, I was like, well, okay, cool. I, you know, what do I know about anything anyway? I'm nine years old. So that's what it is. That's what Qui-Gon says it is. And then midichlorians is what creates the force, or rather, is the force within someone's living cells. Now, regardless what you think of midichlorians in general, here is George Lucas's explanation of them. So Paul Duncan in this interview says, you introduced midichlorians in episode one as indicators of the force. George says, this is the cosmology. The force is the energy, the fuel, and without it, everything would fall apart. The force is a metaphor for God, and God is essentially unknowable. But behind it is another metaphor, which fits so well into the movie that I couldn't resist it. Midichlorians are the equivalent of mitochondria in living organisms and photosynthesis in plants. I simply combined them for easier consumption by the viewer. Mitochondria create the chemical energy that turns one cell into two cells. I like to think that there is a unified reality to life and that it exists everywhere in the universe and that it controls things, but you can also control it. So before we continue, I just want to say, I never knew that this is actually what George meant. I always thought that midichlorians were kind of like entities or bacteria that existed in cells, and I myself thought it was kind of strange, but whatever, that's how he wanted it to be. But this explanation, and there's much more that I'm about to read from George, really helps me to understand and like this idea more. So they're kind of like receptors, almost, that when are hit with the force, are turned on, and the user, depending on how their potential for the force is, depending on how many midichlorians they have, will kind of show their overall power. You know, they gotta train and, you know, adapt and build their midichlorians to, I guess, strength or something like that, strengthen the force. But essentially, it's like photosynthesis, like what he's saying. So he continues, he says, that's why I split it into the personal force and the cosmic force. The personal force is the energy field created by our cells interacting and doing things while we are alive. When we die, we lose our persona and our energy is assimilated into the cosmic force. If we have enough midichlorians in our body, 
we can have a certain amount of control over our personal force and learn how to use it. Like the Buddhist practice of being able to walk on hot coals. Some people can't because they just don't have as many midichlorians. That's just genetics. So the more midichlorians we have, the more accessibility we have to the force. So we have to be trained how to use it. And so, as I will continue in a second here, George said that everyone has the ability to use the force. This means that even Watto has midichlorians. Now, I'm pretty sure Watto's midichlorians compared to Anakin are pretty much non-existent, but that's not to say that he can't try his hardest for maybe 40 years of his life at the Jedi Temple under Master Yoda and maybe even more Jedi Grandmasters throughout time and history to be able to maybe force push a Kleenex or something. For example, we can be good at math and on the piano, but to become a physicist or concert pianist, you have to be trained. You have to be trained to use the force, to use the genes that give you a talent that is different from everybody else. So you have to be found and fostered. If you have more than a certain number of midichlorians, you can become a Jedi. The Jedi will train you to connect to your personal force and then to connect to the cosmic force. You don't have much power to control the cosmic force, but you can make use of it. The Jedi by nature of their genetics have more midichlorians than most people. But there is no direct connection between our human world and the microscopic world. So this is kind of cool. It's like the Jedi have a, you must be this tall to ride this ride scale, except it's with midichlorians. It's like you need to have X amount of midichlorians in order to be trained at the Jedi Temple. We're not just going to take anyone. So I'm guessing that number was maybe, I don't know, like 2,500 or something. And then, you know, Anakin having 20,000. So obviously, midichlorians is like measuring your height or essentially seeing how many receptors you have to switch on when it comes to using the force, the cosmic force. George goes on to say the Jedi are good, but they're not fantastic. They were never designed to be a superhero or anything like that. They were designed to be a Buddhist monk who happened to be a very good warrior, and they became the peacekeepers of the human world. As explained in the Clone Wars episode Voices, Qui-Gon Jinn spent time with five Force priestesses on their planet, the Wellspring of Life. They explained to him how he could keep his persona when he died and join the Cosmic Force. Qui-Gon learned how to hear the Cosmic Force, and when he died in Episode 1, he joined the Cosmic Force with his persona intact, and was able to talk to Yoda in Episode 3. When he was there, he learned more about how to become a Force Ghost to keep your identity. Qui-Gon passed that information along to Yoda, Yoda talked to Ben, and Ben was teaching Luke how to do that. So that's how that symbiotic circle of people learned how to go from heaven to earth, so to speak. It's based on Greek mythology how to become a god, but in a much more practical sense, and without the ego, without the identity. This is pretty amazing. George Lucas not only breaks down midichlorians, but also tells us that Qui-Gon Jinn, once transferred into a forest ghost, more or less speaking, is kind of like becoming a god. And it's, it makes sense. I mean, they're immortal, and they can do anything. You know, they die in the physical realm, but their soul goes on, and the Force basically binds them together with their consciousness. And I like how he talks about Qui-Gon being in there. When he was there, he learned more about how to become a Force ghost to keep your identity. So I often wondered when Qui-Gon was speaking with the Wills in the Clone Wars, what did he exactly learn in detail? And how was this able to keep his voice in the Force, but not his overall corporeal form? 
when Disney acquired Star Wars in 2012, they changed a bunch of stuff and some extra novels where Qui-Gon was able to appear to Obi-Wan as a form, as his human form. And then, of course, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show that just came out last summer, we did see Qui-Gon appear as a Force ghost, which originally was never supposed to happen because he didn't actually finish his training with the Wills, so he couldn't show himself in his full body form, but he could make his voice appear or disappear. That's why we hear him in Episode 2, and that's why in a deleted scene in Episode 3, we hear him as well. If you remember Yoda meditating on Polis Masa when Padme was giving birth at the end of Revenge of the Sith, that was actually Qui-Gon Jinn speaking to Yoda during this time. So the idea of midi-chlorians to me is something that has been really scrutinized online for decades, I would say. And I have to admit that this explanation of it is something that is so much better than in the films. I think if only George had maybe had Qui-Gon explain this a little bit better to Anakin, people wouldn't have been so bent out of shape about it and they would have been able to accept it and be like, oh, that's kind of cool, actually. Because these are like different solar panels that you have in every single one of your cells. And if you've got more solar panels, well, then you'll be able to have more electricity through you. You'll be more powerful. And I think that explanation is so much easier to understand than, you know, what we were given in episode one. But uh, hey, you have it here. I hope you enjoyed this explanation from George. Please let me know, do you like midichlorians being a thing? Or would you rather them just not exist in Star Wars at all? Thank you so much for checking out today's episode on Star Wars Theory. Make sure to check me out on Star Wars Theory Podcast, where I have 20 new episodes uploaded every single day on Apple iTunes and on Spotify and every other podcast platform. I've got the seven-year anniversary merch about to drop very soon, and more information about that will be coming in the next few days. Thanks so much for supporting the channel and checking today's video out. Leave a like if you enjoyed it, and I'll see you all in the next one. Until then, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you always.